0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media, our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3am pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
2: Welcome to 3am. 3am 3am where we discuss and dissect the supernatural
0: what's the scariest thing you've encountered that's been one of our
2: favorite questions for years
0: 3am is the result of asking this question over and over again
2: stories we share are typically sourced from those we know our listeners or personal experience the validity of which can be determined by you the listener
1: while we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: my name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. 3am, we tell stories. Good, bad, funny, scary, all embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you
2: want. <sighs> How was your week, guys? So far so good. It's been it's been good. I started a show. I'm re watching it. It's my girlfriend's first time, and it's a show I vowed that I would never watch again. Have you ever heard of uh the HBO epic Game of Thrones?
1: <laughs> no, what is that about?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a small show that came out. Yeah, a little indie <laughs> <Yeah>. production. <laughs> Very underground.
1: <laughs> like you lucky if you heard about it, yeah. I've heard.
2: And she just finished episode, or uh, season one. Oh, Damn. She's already so invested. First of all, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it out there. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, that's your fault because it's been on air for like 10 years already. So yeah, if you haven't seen it,
0: go ahead and take Ned Stark's sword and cut <laughs> your own head off.
2: <laughs> um, How about that, man? That's one of the
1: heaviest deaths in any t v or movie i've I've ever experienced, bro Game of Thrones has probably a few of the top ten heaviest deaths in t v history.
2: Game of Thrones was so good because it subverted so many expectations of how fairy tale stories are supposed to be mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen it, the reason why it's good, I think is or one of the many reasons is because of how real it is. It's like good people don't win all the time. Like in real life, it's whoever's in power, whoever has money. So, yeah. So obviously that struck a chord with the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, damn, I relate to that. Have you seen the meme of, uh, the drawing of the horse? Yes. in sections, (laughs) And it's like season one through four is like the beautiful painting of horse. And by the end it's like, just a kid's drawing, a doodle, yeah, <laughs> a freaking Peppa Pig horse. Um, but speaking
0: speaking more on that, we've talked about it before. The issue with Hollywood in general is how formulaic everything is, and how they pander to the lowest common denominator in their audience mm-hmm. in China. Uh, but it's like everything you can just you you know what's going to happen. And I first realized this when I was little, and I would watch um, Power Rangers. Mm. And after like the fifth episode. I was like, let me guess. They're going to fight. They're going to start to struggle. They're going to unite and use their swords, And they'll vanquish the bad guy.
1: Yeah. And that was every episode what? ever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Copy, paste.
0: Bro, I had
1: time. no idea Thanos was going to win. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I still haven't seen that.
0: <laughs> uh, but, but that's, I think, why I appreciated Game of Thrones and things like that is when, like you said, expectations. And they say, nah. <laughs>
1: yeah, for real. But hmm. where's
2: the line between like being pretentious and being critical, especially of like entertainment? Because a lot of people will make the argument: it's like I just watch it to enjoy,
1: which is great. I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those people a lot of the time. Me too. Because in order to have seen all of the movies I have seen, I have had to watch them just because I wanted to be entertained. <laughs> I don't believe you guys are all that though. No. You I- guys have a strong sense
2: of. Quality. Something else. Like, what is that something else? Sean
0: and I know very well when we're watching dog dick movies, yeah. dude. <laughs>
2: and why we're watching
1: yeah. those
0: movies. <laughs> it's like sometimes you want, you know, a double-double, and sometimes you want a gourmet-ass steak, you know? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So you know. Yeah, it's like movies can be fast food in a way where it's like, I just want some, I want to watch The Bachelor something, of Paradise. Something know? quick and <laughs> something easy. Something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how, wh- where's the line between being pretentious? I think it's just being honest about And then maybe being empathetic to, like, both sides, like, Hmm. I understand why you like
2: the Avengers, but I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. I have a old group chat with a bunch of older roommates that started, like, uh, we were roommates like 2013, 2014. So this group chat's been going on for a long time. And when I I moved in with them, like, Marvel was coming out with all their movies and I was a big fan of them since then. I've gotten pretty tired of them, but... Your like, friends are Marvel. Uh, <laughs> both, in fact. Um, Lose my number. Um, <laughs> DJ has left group message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Marvel argument came back up, and I was fully
1: back in, but really just to stir the pot. Like, I don't care about Marvel anymore. <laughs> I just like to irritate people. <laughs> I'm the worst kind of person. But. I remember, like, having a conversation. It was probably about the same time, 2013, 2014, where someone was like, who do you like more, Captain America or Iron Man? That's exactly and,
2: what the argument was. And uh, I'm
1: like, they're both not real. <laughs> 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 but too, since we're we're talking about since it, since we're here, definitely Thanos. <laughs> I it's relate like, most to him. These <laughs> two boring-ass Boy Scouts. It's yeah. like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America is the
0: most
2: annoying person in the world to me. Anyway.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just, like putting val- vanilla syrup on vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, man. Guys,
0: uh, this girl messaged us. Actually, someone who's been a supporter of the podcast for quite a long time, Jordan Style. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> uh, but she messaged and she was like, she sent us the trailer for unsolved Mm -hmm. mysteries
1: oh dope i Um, haven't even
0: seen it yet let's watch it yeah
2: let's watch it
1: oh who is netflix
0: july 1st you hear the song
2: i want to watch it with the reenactments and everything
0: yeah i I, after i watched it goosebumps (laughs) because me like i'm sure all of us and many of you listeners listening right now at home grew up on watching like 2020 Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, what's that other one? Dateline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like when you're way too young and your parents <laughs> don't remember you're in the room.
2: <laughs> They're all trying to be super quiet. <laughs> yeah, I remember my aunt loved all of those. Um, especially Dateline tonight. Is the one we met? Yeah. Her
0: son's canoe?
2: Yep. Oh, she's dull. sweet. Yeah, she's cool. She's my only aunt. So Shout out aunt. And to Ipo. Oh! So, um, yeah, she would always watch them. Everyone would be asleep, but I would sneak out of my room and I'd lay on the top of the stairs and like put my head down through the little <laughs> opening into where the, where it opened up into the living room. And yeah, dude, memories. Good times.
0: Nice.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't know if I've shared this before, but one of my earliest memories, I think I was like five and we were in the basement of my grandparents' old house before they moved and I'm downstairs. It's all the older cousins all the cool ass cousins you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. and they're going around there telling scary stories and they don't remember i'm behind the couch and my cousin amy is telling this story that is terrifying and she talks about this family who lived in this house that was possessed by like demons or something and they took a photo and in the photo and they see me and they say charlie Get out of here. Go upstairs. <laughs> and I've never heard the ending of that story.
2: Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I would sneak around with uh, like how I did with my aunt watching Dateline. And she's only like 10, 12 years older than me, so not that much older. Hanging out with all my older cousins. Whenever they would come over, they would watch X-Files. Oh. But they would always make me lady there like this is too scary. Go. So sometimes they would watch it in their room and I would just like sit. With my ear to the door listening to them watching. His files. <laughs> Which is
0: probably scarier because your imagination is like yeah. filling in all the blanks. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: just to kind of catch up, I have like caught several more things. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, do your thing. Uh, just to catch up or um, address something I talked about last time. Remember I talked about the giant wolves? Right. Mm-hmm. So I looked up that link or that article that I had sent and since... I sent it to Matt, my cousin Alaska, who saw giant wolves who we thought were bears. Mm-hmm. I sent him a link on Wikipedia, and since then, the article's been deleted.
3: Whoa, <laughs>
0: dude! Which is like whatever, but kind of weird. But
1: Government cover up for real.
0: The cryptid is called a Wahila, so oh, W A H E E L A, and there's no longer an article on. Wikipedia, but there's an article on, like, Cryptidpedia or something like that. Mm. And it was basically what I was saying, like, huge direwolves in Canada and Alaska. Travel impacts of two or three. Hmm. But it's a Wahila. Hmm.
2: I just wanted to. That's cool. Wait, you've never heard of the Fresno Night Crawler? I don't think so. I haven't heard or read much on it. I've only seen, like, two stories on it, and they're pretty short. Hmm. But the first time I heard about it is somebody living in Fresno driving down the street everything's dark it's nighttime and the street is lit up in spots by the different street lights and can see something that's walking through the street lights but it's so tall can only see the legs walking through
0: okay i have the illumination. This. walking
2: like up from lawn to lawn going like in a zigzag motion through the lights, but she couldn't see the upper half of the body because it was that huge. Wait, this like, is called the Fresno Nightcrawler. Crawler. Yes. Super tall, long legs. It made me think of, like, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Jack Kinda, Frost or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpkin Jack. <Yeah. laughs> Pumpkin Joe, some shit. But. No, I haven't yeah. heard that. Yeah, that's literally all I know. So when your mom was over... um my house.
1: <laughs> no.
3: no. <Ooh.
2: laughs> okay. I'm just playing. Oh <laughs> for She listens. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Avid listener. <laughs> when we were all over at the Arnays and your mom was visiting in town <laughs> for me.
0: <laughs> Grounded, continue.
2: Uh I asked well, that's when I first asked you guys, but none of you guys had heard about oh, it. Oh, that's so, right, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I'm sorry. If I offend our listeners right now, if you're listening and I offend you, my bad, dude. My bad, king or queen. <laughs> siren head? Pyramid head? No. Siren head. Siren head? Mm-mm. Okay. So there is a section of the internet called, like, creepypasta. Yeah. And what it is is 14-year-old boys and girls trying to do a creative writing class that's <laughs> spooky. <laughs> And every so often, a star is born in Creepypasta. So for a long time, it was like, uh, I can't remember his name. Something, Slenderman? something Jack. Then it was like Slenderman. Something then it was The Rake. Mm-hmm. Then And right now, the current one that is everywhere is
2: Siren Head. Really? So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I've disconnected myself from cre- Creepypasta. Same. Because of how much you have to sift through in order to get to a halfway decent story not worth yeah yeah super not worth the time
0: yeah uh so siren head is just some like 60 foot tall super skinny skeletal thing with a siren for a head
2: okay never mind i've seen like you've
0: artists seen rendering mm-hmm. of it like
3: art you've seen siren <laughs> Night, dude? <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> yeah it. It,
0: it's trash i'm sorry if you like it if you're into it that's cool and i will still be your friend i personally think it's doo-doo <laughs> Okay, I have a question. What are some of your phobias or nails on a chalkboard? And before we continue, I'm going to be talking about some phobias right now. So trigger warning. If you haters come up, fast forward a little.
1: Like nails on a chalkboard, like what bugs you like that? Like what is something you see
0: that makes you cringe? I'm thinking about like three or four oh. in my head. And I have one I think is kind of unique. I've never met anyone else who has it, but it makes me want
1: to vomit. Okay. Hmm. Okay.
0: While you guys think, I'll talk about some that I know. So a childhood friend of mine, her cousin, if she sees wet paper, she wants to vomit. Ew. Ew. And so like one time her uncle was teasing her. They were at a restaurant and he took the outer casing of a straw (laughs) And just dripped water on it, and she barfed
2: everywhere. Uh. But wet paper makes her want to die. I don't think I have anything that's super strange. Uh, Videos of people breaking their feet, (laughs) rolling their ankle, or tripping. That makes my whole body just want (laughs) to invert and... Go to the nether <laughs> hey, We have a group
0: text and I always send like, <laughs> Broken ankles to DJ dude. He's always like why have you done this <laughs> It pisses me
2: off dude oh. It always catches me by surprise like a rick roll dude, every yeah. time. Um, One of mine
0: Is when you're in the shower and there's a plastic part And that song bitch touches you <laughs> I hate that. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you're like in a little shower and the curtain touches you? Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes me want to die. Get your slimy hands off me. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, sir.
1: Excuse me? (laughs) Oh, gosh.
0: Okay, I will tell you my biggest one, but you cannot use it against me. (laughs) Do you all promise out there as listeners? (laughs) No. Promise right now. (laughs) Or you have to stop the episode. Not at all. (laughs) Or you're grounded. Okay. I'm not being dramatic and I'm not... My mouth is filling up with saliva right now. (laughs) When you take paper and you fold the paper in half and you use your nails and you pinch the edge of the paper and you go... Oh, that makes me want to die. (laughs) Like ever since I little... It gives me goosebumps on the back of my neck. I have to take like a pen and like dab it down. (laughs) Like (laughs) like a ruler and you run it across. Yeah. If I see that, if I hear that, I will like fall to the ground. It's like my kryptonite. (laughs) What about like tearing paper? No, I can tear it. Uh, It's like, I think it's just the nail, like the dragging across. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. I don't don't flinch when I hear like nails on the chalkboard. Nails on chalkboard doesn't really bother me. Neither does like silverware yeah however paper though (laughs) i have bitten down on my fork sideways once oh and the i like can recall how it felt on my teeth and that makes me want to die
2: yeah
1: it hurts my teeth thinking about
2: (laughs) even like foil when you chew on foil if you have like fillings like from cavities that Uh, doesn't really mess that doesn't really mess with me hmm. i don't know i don't really feel it doesn't i I don't feel any pain i don't really either yeah,
0: I can bite down into cold ice cream with my front
2: teeth and no problem. Yeah, I usually bite my ice cream. <laughs> so maybe I am a freaking <laughs> psychopath. Yeah. I'm not ticklish either. So anytime you know when people ask you, "Are you ticklish?" It doesn't matter what you say; they're always going to try and tickle you.
1: But yeah, no. Okay, I'm going to tickle you. Try. Yeah,
2: I always say no, followed up by tickles being touched. <laughs> Does this stand happen there to you
1: <laughs> often though? <laughs> not
2: often, but my Response every time is just let me know when you're finished touching me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was fun.
2: <laughs> Are you hope, satisfied? Hope
0: it was worth it. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm gonna talk about one phobia in particular.
2: Okay. What's the phobia with the holes?
0: How did you the know? holy phobia? Oh, I already knew. It's I think it's called tryptophobia.
1: With the holes. What it like trypophobia.
2: Oh, no. Yeah if you
0: have tripophobia. Fe- tripophobia. if you have fear fear of holes fast forward right now
1: so fear of holes
0: legitimately there's people who see like holes like wasp nests pores and and it freaks them the f out yeah i know a couple freaks- people freaks i know one person who freaks them out if they see a wasp nest they like run scared. even like a strawberry yeah
1: what the hell
2: have you i don't have that at all but there are some like i've like the worst pictures i've seen of those are like Okay, I could see why. Like that's. Like a bot fly. Yeah. Yeah, infestation. Like.
0: I'll show you the one video
2: that gives me that phobia. (laughs) Us, we don't really have phobias. We're like, inject us with these phobias. I'm
1: sitting here like, Like, I don't. I wanna belong to a crowd. (laughs) Any phobias? Oh, yeah, I've seen this. This is dog or frog? Frog. Hmm.
0: So there's a video of a frog who gives birth out of its back. (laughs) And it's legit the one time I have this phobia. I'm like, (laughs) oh, that's
1: repulsive. (laughs) That's revolting. Bro, I try and watch Dr. Pimple Popper to build up my immunity. Immunity? That's where I'm at, too. Yeah.
3: (laughs) It's just birth.
1: It's creation of life. Shut up, Sean. (laughs) Dude, it's a miracle. (laughs) How beautiful. (laughs)
2: Oh, my gosh. How great thou art.
1: Oh, Oh, gosh. Bro, it looks like honeycomb. Uh, Can we put this in the pod? Yeah. I feel like people are just going to,
2: like, switch this off. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. It's pretty gross. Plus, we had the visual and they won't. (laughs) And with that. Dude, (laughs) uh, it's it's 2020. This summer, we were supposed to have the Olympics.
1: Oh,
3: Oh. yeah.
2: It's true. Everything is thwarted because (laughs) of... COVID. It's so crazy. I, I don't think the whole world has experienced this. Right. Like, it's experienced one thing together for a long, like, a long time. Since the last
0: You know, where Olympics. everyone
2: is so affected. I, I bet Europe would uh,
0: argue with that. What do you mean? <laughs> Just this thing, like the Black Plague. Well, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I am saying, like, for a long time, like, it's... We've uh, never been disconnected though, and gone through it together.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, That's what I'm saying. Bro, I'm disconnecting from that. <laughs> I can't even talk about it anymore.
0: It is very odd. It's like we're... I know this. this is the most drawn-out joke, but it's like we're in an episode of Black Mirror. It is just so strange. Like, things don't make sense right now. I, <laughs> I keep
2: thinking, like, this is one funny joke. Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me punked. Ashton, come out now. <laughs> it's like I've had enough.
2: <laughs> um with the Olympics, what are your favorite events to watch? Well,
0: first of all, I'm gonna
2: start bigger. Winter, summer. Me, summer. Summer. summer.
0: I prefer
1: summer. Okay.
2: I think there are more like numbers. In summer, like yeah. more people will pay attention and watch summer Olympics. Although
0: winter. curling, I'm not going to lie, gets entertaining. If you <laughs> like watch it from the beginning, you're like, these Belgian bitches, like
2: go girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bro, I remember Sweet girl. Watching. People get mad at how they're like, curling, what the hell is that? But dude, you're not there. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true.
1: That's true. You were saying. I remember watching like a half hour solid of like cross country skiing one day <laughs> and I'm like getting into it. Like each lap they go around I'm like, oh, that guy's going hard, bro. Yeah. And then stop in shame of myself watching cross-country <laughs> like, skiing wait, for so long. Wait a second. <laughs> Have you seen that event where they cross-country
0: and then all of a sudden pull out a rifle? Yeah, yeah dude. I was so confused. I was like, yeah. what? what's that? Hunger
3: yeah. Games? <laughs>
2: Cold edition? <laughs> Nothing would be more infuriating than me having an asthma attack <laughs> and having to headshot or whatever. What are they shooting uh, anyway? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. But the losers?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the people behind them? The bronze medalists? <laughs> yeah. This is death race? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but to answer your question, some of my favorites to watch are basketball. Mm. I love watching beach volleyball. <laughs> Dude, beach volleyball is great. It's so sick. And, and I like watching soccer, volleyball. too, or football for all of our people listening. For the rest the of the world. <laughs> yeah, football for our non-U.S. citizens.
0: Bro, gymnastics is dope. Yeah. True. It's crazy to watch what, be, what my body could do if I was disciplined. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: or a five-foot <laughs> teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, With drive. Yeah. <laughs> With purpose in life. <laughs> Track is exciting. Mm-hmm. But my, my beef with it is that it
1: literally lasts 10 seconds. <laughs> it's like same like as any, swimming, dude. Like even if
2: it was 11 seconds, too long.
1: They need to <laughs> add like some events, though, like cannonballs to swimming. See who can get the dopest cannonball. Oh, oh I see you. So it's like uh, the high dive. Yeah, but, but with a cannonball at the but end. But you're trying
0: to make a splash. Have <laughs> you guys seen the belly flop championships like in Norway? Yeah. Those
1: are wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna look it up right now. If you're listening at home, go YouTube it. It is crazy, like two hundred, not two hundred feet, probably like forty feet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what What are some of your favorite Ocho sports? Oh, the Ocho sports, dude.
0: You got to give it up from marbles,
2: bro. The Marble oh, Olympics, Marble, Marble Olympics. Olympics. That is a classic. <laughs> if you want a high quality production uh, YouTube video series, check out the Marble Olympics. And Especially just- now because we're missing out on the regular Olympics. <laughs> um the gloucestershire Ch- gloucestershire cheese rolling event
0: is that where they roll it down a hill yeah, oh, <laughs> oh,
2: wild. yeah. there's like more deaths in that than, than like <laughs> covid <laughs> <prisons>. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah it has a point four death rate. <laughs> yeah. bro i see some of those falls people take during that and i'm like oh, they're damn. dead
2: <laughs> yeah dude all for a wheel of cheese.
0: <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> We've all been there. Hell yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: How did we get here? <laughs> uh, the Olympics. Hmm. Uh, it's funny too because Red Bull puts on one of the biggest like Ocho events.
1: Is it the Red Bull 500? Or is it like the jump off, try to fly thing? The jump off, try to fly <laughs> oh, <okay>.
0: thing. <laughs> like I think Red that's Bull, what it's like called. Red Bull,
1: that's <laughs> jump off, try to fly. <laughs> Welcome to the 2020
2: jump off, try to fly thing. <laughs> um... Where it's we jump off and try to fly. <laughs> Hilarious how Red Bull is world famous for their extreme sports and their athletes. And then they put on an event like that. It's like sl- sloppy Englishmen with cardboard tape to them. And they jump off this bridge <laughs> yeah. trying to fly. <laughs> yeah. See how like... Far they can go, how much air time? I don't, I don't even know the criteria of like what they're judging. Are they? Are there judges? <laughs> is there winners? Is, there a, yeah. <laughs> is just this just their an actual, actual event. Is it a, everyone get participation medals? trophy? Yeah, but <laughs> for sure. You guys feeling good?
0: I've had fun. Let's do this. Roll.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. Big
3: i going to a Juan. Oh. <laughs> 19.
0: Damn.
1: I feel like I'm going to get a 17.
2: A Revan. So it's Sean, then Charles, and me.
1: The night's going to get increasingly worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and darker.
1: No, we saved the best for last today. <laughs> hey. Okay. So I have a couple stories, actually. Dope. My first story... I got a question for you. How many times growing up, even recently, have you just been like, I want to go and find buried treasure? Oh, <laughs> Almost so many times. I do that daily in Is my, that my couches. It's a question. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, dude. <laughs> trying to just find find loose quarters, change, bro. <laughs> loose M&Ms. <laughs> I was watching Holes the other day, and it just so made me. So was I.
0: I'm dead ass serious.
1: Was it Yesterday. Because that's yes. when I was watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I swear on my life. Same. That's hilarious, dude. It made me want to just go and dig for some treasure. I was in the cinema theater. I was no, I seriously was at the Draper Gym. I was at the the. They must be might on the be on schedule. the same schedule, <laughs> <Dude>. bro. It's <laughs> hilarious. Love though. that for you guys. Wow. <laughs> anyway, shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to be a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so it just got me like, dude, I want to go find some buried treasure. And I found a mystery. So, can I interrupt? <laughs> go for it.
0: They found Forrest Finn's treasure. And uh, I feel like we need I to talk saw about that,
1: that, bro.
2: Made we, me so sad. It's not, it's not even, that's not even the worst part that it was found.
0: If you don't know, Forest Friend Treasure is a famous treasure that's hidden somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. The guy who did it is a world traveler who had a lot of curious things from around the world, hid some treasure because he was old, wanted to do some excitement, left a poem with like nine stanzas that pointed you to the direct location of this $2 million treasure. And no one's found it for the past f- like 30, 40 years.
1: Until, Until now. <laughs> uh, what, a yeah. month ago or so? Yeah, it was within the last month. So what's the worst part about it?
2: The worst part about it is that Whoever found it wanted to remain anonymous, Stupid. and they, as well as Forrest Fenn himself, are not revealing the contents of what was inside. Or I, or where it was.
0: Or where it was. Or yeah. how the poem broke it down to where it was. That yeah. would
2: have been nice to yeah. at least it's find out. It's super, like, no closure, and it sucks, especially for the people who were actually, like, there's the, the been community. so many, yeah, armchair detectives, internet sleuths, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Actual treasure hunters who have been trying for years, spending their family vacations coming out, looking for this treasure, trying different parts, studying the whole year, mm-hmm. mapping it out, mm-hmm. and not finding it.
0: Dude, we need this right now, Forrest Finn. It's true. Mr. Put another one out. Mr. Finn. Give ben. us another
1: poem. <laughs> or tell us where the GD1 was. Like, I want to know where it was. That's I true. know why there's harm. There isn't. Yeah, there is no harm but, at this point. Anyway. Sus. I'm going to loot store yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, since that treasure is gone, not six hours away from where we are right now in a tiny little ghost town of <laughs> Montana.
0: I might bleep that out because I don't want competition.
1: All right, you can bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, in 1800s, there was a rumor that went around of a gold strike. And so hundreds of prospectors came across the U.S. looking for their, their strike it rich in gold moment, and there was a ton of gold. People found tons and tons of gold out there. Now, while there were tons of prospectors making out rich, there was a gang in the area called the Road Agents, Ooh. and they would wait for the prospectors to find gold, kill them, steal their gold. And they did this to dozens and dozens of prospectors over years. So it's estimated that they have thousands of pounds of gold from the prospectors that they killed and stole from. Now, the townspeople of Bannock, Montana, they were trying, obviously, to catch the road gang Mm -hmm. or the road agents. But little did they know that the sheriff of their very own town was the head of this gang. So the sheriff actually had just moved to Bannock, Montana a couple of years before this all happened. He'd recently been released from the brand new open San Quentin prison. He had been in jail, got out, goes up to the north of Montana, convinces all these people he's a, a chill dude. <laughs> dude. Zero to hero. <laughs> zero to hero. <laughs> and then has this road agents gang that starts killing all these prospectors and making off with their money. So you're saying there was... Crooked cops? Bro. I don't believe it. Hmm. Dude. No No way. (laughs) (laughs) Moving along. (laughs) So uh, one day, a body turns up, and then the rancher who finds it brings it into town. The townspeople, enraged, get a posse together and start chasing after the road agents. Hmm. After weeks of hunting them down, they find them almost one by one, and In this process, they tell the road agent that they find will let you go if you can point to someone else, name someone else. And so they started naming off each other, but they would end up killing them anyways. And eventually they get to one of the road agents who they're going to hang, and as he's about to hang, thinking he'll still get off, he names the sheriff. And so the townspeople kill the guy and then arrest their sheriff. Huh. That citizen's arrest.
3: Hmm.
1: And before they hang him... He tries to convince them to not kill him and tells them he'll tell them where all of the gold is that they have buried around Bannock, Montana in the mountains in the Bitterroot Range, and they kill him anyways. They didn't even care. But to this day, there's allegedly thousands of pounds of gold buried or stashed somewhere in that specific part of the Bitterroot Mountains. Bro. Let's go find it. (laughs) I'm down. Less than six hours away. Let's Okay, let's all quit our
0: jobs. (laughs) My boss, if you're listening, I'm just kidding, just joking. (laughs) And go find this gold. Let's go get this bag.
1: This is Bannock, Montana now. Bro, I'll just go there because that looks cool. It's legitimately a ghost town. Like, no one lives there. Straight out of a Scooby-Doo episode. Like, they have the wooden plank, like, boardwalk. It's like minor 49er, dude. It's like a Westworld IRL. Bro. <laughs> but that kind of just kind of like came across that. and was like, this is dope. I want to go find it. It's super close. I love that. I have no other information on how to find it within an entire mountain range, but it's got to be close. We need a map. It's true. We need something. <laughs> it's true. Something.
0: Side note, I have an uncle who lives down near Moroni, Utah. Mm-hmm. Manti. And I haven't been in contact with him or my grandpa for many, many years. Mm-hmm. My mom was just there for Father's Day to, like, hang out. And apparently, he's, she was just chatting with him. I think she mentioned our podcast. And he said that there is a ton of gold hidden somewhere down there. And his ancestors, like his great uncle, him and a group of people knew where it was. And whenever they would get low, he would go up into the mountains, disappear for a while, and come back with a brick of gold. <laughs> and then they'd be set for another like you know and like the whole crew would be set and then everyone who knew died except for him and he refused to tell anyone because he kept getting sick every time he went back so apparently there was something at the mine or something at the spot that would make him sick but my grandpa was like yeah there's some gold
1: up here and our great uncle knows where it is i don't so i'm like dude we know it's in a mine uh uh-huh we just wear our 3 a.m. masks that people made for us. Yeah. That'll protect all of the yeah. the we'll hazard. Put Jordan in
0: a bird cage as our canary. <laughs> we so,
1: finding that gold, bro. I, I don't know. Just gold keeps coming up in my life, bro. I feel like it's we need a to sign. Go find it's a sign mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> That's all I got from Bannock, Montana, and the Bannock treasure. But have you ever moved into like a new, a brand new house, or been in a brand new house, and just been like? A, the smells and the feelings of being in a brand new house and the excitement and stuff like that. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a really cool experience, except for if you're Kevin, where you move into that new house and there's new to him, new to him house where there was like uh, dead animals in there. Uh, and
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> One of our friends, Kevin, it was like their first apartment they ever lived in and he runs in to see... Uh, basically, a satanic cult sacrifice spot <laughs> as, like, a five-year-old.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was in episode five, Texas, if you want to listen to that one. But, but anyways, that normally is a really cool experience. So my next story comes out of Texas. Hmm. It is a story of the Haney family that has moved to a town. I think it's called Newport or something like that. It's just outside of Houston, Texas it's a brand new community that's just popped up and they love the new house they're it's kind of all similar families and things like that it's really good experience for them they're excited to be there and one day Sam Haney uh decides that well he and his wife decide they're going to upgrade they're going to put in an in-ground pool in the backyard ooh they live in large De- moving on up moving on up <laughs> <laughs> So, in the midst of making this decision, they get a strange visitor to their house one day, and it's this old man. And I'm not exactly sure how the old man found out that they were going to be putting in a pool, but this old man knocks on their door, and he tells them, don't put a pool in your backyard, because there's dead bodies buried in the backyard. Oh.
2: I'd say that's the perfect time to do a, <laughs> uh, a pool.
1: Oh yeah, let's get, get these bodies out. Out of there, and he says, "I know that there are dead bodies there because I'm the one who buried them." Oh, you're grounded, sir. Tight. <laughs> when all of this area was a cemetery, <gasps> I'd be calling my realtor pissed. So Sam and his wife. Uh, they they decide, we're not really sure if we believe this guy right now. Hmm. And they decide to move forward with the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) So they start digging, and he's got like this big backhoe he's digging up, and they discover bones buried (sighs) in the backyard. Then they decide to do a little bit of research, figure (laughs) out what this guy's talking about, because he said it was a graveyard, not like it was a crime or anything like that.
0: Oh, the, you did those things in the wrong order. <laughs> exactly. It's you like, need to find that. Google shit something out. before you rent a backhoe.
1: <laughs> so, in the midst of the, uh, the uh, research, they find out that the bodies belong to Charlie and Betty, <laughs> a former slave couple that was buried in this graveyard called Black Hope Cemetery. Huh. And it was specifically for former slaves that had gained their freedom after the abolition of slavery. Mm -hmm. And they were all just buried in this area. Now, after finding all of this out, the Haneys are plagued with guilt. Like, (laughs) we just dug up a couple of bodies. They decide they're going to rebury the bodies. And so they pick a plot back of, like, their land that they have, and it's pretty far back there. They feel like it's safe they reburied the bodies and the bones that they did dig up. Unfortunately, though they reburied the bodies, the spirits did not go back to sleep. And what happened to the Haney's and others living on what used to be Black Hope Cemetery will be available for our patrons. (laughs) First of all, all of that sounded so
0: off the books. It's like they just dug up bodies, and they're like, all right, let's move them over here. (laughs) It's
1: like, bro, (laughs) something's not up to code. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Dude, but the builders didn't disclose that either, Mm. and they would have known. True. All right, let's get into this story. Got that picture for you, Black Hope. Okay. All
0: right. Thanks for sharing that, Sean. If you haven't already, go check out the Patreon. You get a bonus story every week. All right, so I just had a couple things I was going to talk about tonight. The first one is kind of a story for me and Sean's mom. and might justify some of our actions that we talked about in previous episodes. (laughs) Okay. So if you remember, I sleep with a jar of coins in front of my door. Okay, okay, okay. So I can be ready with a buck knife if someone's trying to get me fresh. (laughs) You know what I mean? But have you guys ever heard of the man named Richard Trenton Case? Nope, nope, nope. So Richard Trenton Case was a super cool dude. Dope. And he had a little hobby. And his hobby was he would walk around neighborhoods, just nice neighborhoods where nothing ever bad happens. And what he'd do is he would go up to the front door and he'd jiggle the handle. If that door was locked, he would just continue on his way. And every once in a while, he would get to a door, jiggle it, and it would open right up and so he would go inside and murder the entire family and he did this for quite a while just random neighborhoods random walks and if your door was unlocked that was enough to become his
2: victim i assume because it was random that's why he had so much time to do it because yeah. it was hard to track
0: probably trace. took a while
1: yeah um, dang that's gnarly they finally
0: apprehend him catch him he's in custody And on questioning him, what's his reasoning? Like, why did you do this? They couldn't comprehend, right? He says, if a door is locked, you are not welcome. that was it.
2: (laughs) Dude, that dude should come to Provo. There's (laughs) plenty of unlocked doors.
1: (laughs) We do not (laughs) condone this activity.
2: (laughs) That dude should go to
0: hell. (laughs) A lot of unlocked doors there, too. Uh, But... The sheer randomness is what's terrifying to me. And his reasoning, it was like, if your door is unlocked, he viewed that as a welcoming to like for him to come in. He thought that that meant that you wanted him there and that he was basically allowed to kill you. And that's how his mind worked. It's
2: crazy how they convince
0: themselves about that. Mm. Yeah. It sounds to me, now, I'm not an expert, (laughs) but it sounds to me like there might be some mental illness going on. What? No, dude, that's, that's normal. But actually, the first thing that came to my mind when reading that was vampires. Oh. And we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of things out there, a lot of creepy, ghosty, spooky things that, like, require permission to work. And one of mm-hmm. those is a vampire. So, like, if it's at the threshold of your door and you invite a vampire in, it can come in. And it just, like, I don't know. It was, like, maybe he's, like, a modern-day vampire. Maybe, dude. So if you have any questions out there and you still leave your door unlocked because you think it's chill, maybe don't.
1: (laughs) Or if you have any stories, send them (laughs) our way.
0: Yeah, that too. (laughs) Anyway, that was just to justify me and your mom, bro. We're not paranoid. But maybe we are, but it's good. (laughs) All right. My next story is from Jordan Style, same person. So she was listening to the story I shared about Charlie No-Face. If you want to know more about that, go back a couple episodes and listen to episode... Did we call it No-Face? Two or three ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, if you want to know, go back to episode 55, Remote, where I talk about Charlie No-Face. Anyway, she listened to that and immediately messages us. Pretty excited. And I had left out a key crucial part of that myth. (laughs) There is a tunnel in Pennsylvania that's notorious and basically like the epicenter of the Charlie No-Face folklore. So this is a super old tunnel, really long, out in the wilderness of PA. At night, pitch black. And the urban legend around this tunnel is that an electrician who was working on the tunnel got into an insane accident where he shocked himself melted his face, melted his hands, and he died. And if you go to that tunnel at night, you are likely to see him like floating through the air, this green apparition that haunts you and will chase you and terrify you. And for many, many people in Pennsylvania, that's where Charlie No Face was known to be. We then come to find out it was actually based off a real guy, right? And that his story was much more than just a legend, an urban legend. Well, she messages me and says, sends me a picture of that tunnel and says, "I live a couple miles away from this, <laughs> this, uh, what's it called? This tunnel, this epicenter of haunting." So, pull out your phone, go to our messages on IG. She sent us photos from her phone of this tunnel.
1: Damn, the realist right now for real. This tunnel, while you are pulling
0: that up, was featured on a TV show called "Scariest Places on Earth." Hmm. So it's earned its spot as one of the scariest places. It just It's known for having a super creepy vibe. Everyone feels unsettled when they're there.
1: Yeah. Damn, that's of you, creepy, bro.
0: Can you describe what you're kind of seeing?
1: So it looks like a tunnel just kind of going into a hill, um, and it's kind of being taken from b- below the tunnel on another hill. It just looks... Super creepy and dilapidated and, like, definitely haunted.
2: It's been there for a long time, you can tell. Um, Charlie No Face is also known as the Green Man. Yes. So she called this the Green Man's Tunnel.
0: Yeah, and so in the, so think of your, your basic old, like, train tunnel type thing, right? That's what it looks like. Well, first of all, there's two tunnels. There's one that's a little higher, and it's like a walking path tunnel.
1: Okay, that's what that is.
3: Yeah.
0: And then there's one that's lower, that's a single lane car tunnel that your car can go through. The t- walking tunnel has since been abandoned and super creepy. People still go out there, right? She says, I used to drive through that tunnel daily.
1: Holy cow.
0: And she said, and I want to share with you one of the scariest experiences of my life. Oh, what? And I will be telling her experience right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, you almost had me. Triple fake (laughs) out.
0: Okay, so she said this happened to her about 10 years ago. And like she said, she used to drive through this tunnel daily. On the daily, she would go through. And how this tunnel works is it's a single lane. So only one car can go through at a time. So what the custom would be like, you would come to one end of the tunnel. You would pause and you'd like honk your horn to signify that you're there and you're going through. Because there's no light. There's no way of really knowing. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll get stuck in this weird position where one of you has to back out this super narrow tunnel. Mm -hmm. So she would go through this daily on her drive. And she attests to it having a weird vibe like every time you go through. Like you don't go through it without it feeling off, right? So one night, she's going through it kind of late. She's coming back from something. She pulls up to one side of the tunnel. Now, if you've been out in the countryside without streetlights, it is insanely dark. And that's just what happened on this night. She comes up to one end of the tunnel, parked in her car, and it is pitch black. Like her head beams almost feel like they're not that bright. They seem to cut off too close to the car. As she's parked there, she pulls up. She does the courteous thing. She slows down. And she's about to go through when she said she's overcome by this terrible feeling. Like something's in the car with her. She grips the steering wheel and she can't shake this feeling so bad she flicks on the light and looks behind her. There's nothing in her car. But she can't shake the feeling. So she's about to take off when she hears a car honking on the other side. She's like, dang it, I missed my my chance. So she just has to sit there and wait in the dark with this feeling. Now with the light on in the car, you can imagine now like you can barely see out of the car.
1: If you're our (laughs) parent, Yeah. Yeah. If you're a dad. If you're my mom.
0: (laughs) 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 So she's trapped in this car alone, pitch black outside. She feels like someone's in the car with her, but she can't go because this car is honking. But the car doesn't come. It's just honking on the other side. And this feeling of dread is just building up inside of her to where she's like almost wants to like run out of the car screaming, right? That's the wrong choice. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to go more and more and more, but the honking doesn't stop until finally she says, F this, because this car's not coming. She slams her hand down on the horn and just pedal to the middle, takes off through this tunnel. So this tunnel is narrow and dark pitch black feeling of dread is mounting and she comes out the other side and there's no car there Hmm. and as she's comprehending that that's going through her head she doesn't know what she just went through she's feeling that there's no car there even though she swears on her life she was hearing that horn she looks over to her right and at the end of this tunnel it opens up. There's a creek that runs by. She looks over and can see a man standing at the edge of the creek. She said, I knew it was a man because of how it was shaped. I could tell. He had no light source on him. There was no light anywhere. Not even moonlight was out. She only saw him because of her headlights. And he was just standing there, staring into the dark water of the creek. She said, I will never forget how I felt looking at the back of this man. It affected her so badly. She went straight home, called her sister, made her sister come over and spend the night with her. Mm -hmm. She couldn't handle it. She avoided that tunnel for years or months. I can't remember what she said. (laughs) I tend to exaggerate. exaggerate, Yeah, it's crazy. Still has never. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she definitely said months. But said, even till this day, she refuses to go through it at night. So she'll go some other way. What got her the most and what she can't let go of is she just remembers driving slowly by looking at this guy. And not once did it even look like he was going to look away from the water. He didn't turn. He didn't look at her. He didn't, and he was just sitting there in pitch black. Staring into the dark water of the creek. What are you Ew. doing, bro?
1: <laughs> bro, why
3: can't
0: people be creepy and private? <laughs> and that's Jordan's experience with Green Man's Tunnel. Mm.
1: <laughs> Probably Charlie No-Face as well. Dude, I don't know. Maybe that's why he didn't look. He didn't have any face. Or and maybe he didn't she, want her to scare her. Or
2: maybe she was looking at the front of
0: him.
1: <gasps> oh.
2: <laughs> but by this
0: time, Raymond, a.k.a. Charlie No-Face, long gone. He's been dead for years. Or, or maybe he never Dude, died. what was the
2: car horn?
0: Bro, I know like so many things. And, and I trust her. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I definitely believe like if you read her words, she's like, I don't know what it was, but I swear on my life I was hearing a car like honking. And she was getting so frustrated because it wasn't coming. And she's sitting there exposed to a demon. <laughs> Dude, them demons, bro. But anyway, shout out Jordan. Thanks so much, daughter. Yeah, Long-time thanks. supporter and now an awesome contributor to the podcast. <laughs> All right. And for my next story is a story about a kid who was 16 who had a terrible experience with young love.
1: Oh man, me too, bro. <laughs> Sorry.
0: And I will share that next episode. <laughs>
2: Wow. Is that you? That's me tonight. Okay. <laughs> I'm next. All right. My story today comes from Stella.
0: Shout out, Stella. Shout Do we know her? Out. her?
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stella recently moved into a house. She lives in Oklahoma. She lives with her husband. And her five-year-old son. Stella and her husband and her son. Have experienced weird things in the house. Such as things being moved. Things that none of them can really explain. Or find answers to. Uh, Weird knocks. Going on. Throughout the house. Uh, Even though this is an old house. It's more than it just creaking and moving. Like distinct sounds that. Only humans can make like walking throughout the hallway or walking upstairs, footsteps, but she never had anything that was malicious hmm. so she nor her husband nor her son, who I assume is kind of oblivious to a lot of this, but they're not very worried at all until they live in a very historical town and they visit a museum one day in the town. And the museum is just about the town and the state's history. And she learns some things about where they live. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My dread just went up. You imagine living in a situation or being somewhere that has become your everyday, whether it's workplace or a relationship with someone. And you learn from an external source that there are so many things that's happened right underneath your nose. And you're just stuck. Mm -hmm. This is Stella. Stella. (laughs) She's reading up on the history, and this is what she finds. Their house is older than the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma was established in 1907. Their house was built in 1846. Damn. And it used to be a holding cell for prisoners.
1: <laughs> what kind of renovation job did they do on that for someone to be like, "That's, that's I what could the live steel here. bars
0: are for"? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they all just live in cells, yeah. bro. That's to, my cell. Go to bro. your cell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're two in two trouble. Now. What do
2: you sell think about what you did? Solitary confinement. Yeah. Solitary.
0: <laughs> solitary. Sounds like a, a shitty vegetable you eat.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, it doesn't stop there. Uh, when does it ever? <laughs> never really. It never ends. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh uh, my God. <laughs>
2: okay, about a quarter mile from their house. There are gallows. <laughs> That's a historical landmark, and they have, haven't taken it down. So, a historical gallows <laughs> landmark? It's where they would hang the prisoners. So, it's that platform type thing, right? hmm. hmm.
0: Bro, if y'all topple in statues, you need to topple this gallow. Yeah. <laughs> Too political?
2: <laughs> no, you good. You good? Uh, Stop it. So, that, that just adds to the, the history of the town she found that the house had at least 13 prisoners that died in that house. Five of them were from suicide. Hmm. One from a disease that they think was cancer, but they're not entirely sure. And the others are not recorded how they died. Four of those who committed suicide were murderers. Hmm. The other one The fifth one was a thief. So she doesn't know if any of this really ties in. But she's pretty. She's pretty. uh, uh, There's nothing else, you know. Hmm. (laughs) What could this mean? Hmm. She said, since learning about this, things have gotten stranger. Oh, gosh. To the point where. Almost like she fed it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Almost, I think it. She probably started, yeah, an awareness, it, like believing it, mm. and whether it was mental or for real, uh, we get a cool story for it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it affected them so badly that they decided to move. It wasn't the f- the only reason why they moved. They did have some trouble with their landlord. Um, their warden yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The police chief <laughs>
0: Boss hog or Trying to yeah. keep them in the house <laughs> yeah. no, In yeah. their
2: cell uh, Some things with the lease and whatnot. That your could sentence,
0: all, I mean your all, lease is two years yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That could all be an excuse But they're not there anymore And since they've left They feel a hell of a lot better <sighs> But While she was there She was working And this one particular day, her husband was home watching their son. So, she heads to work at about 9 o'clock. About 12.30 hits, it's lunchtime. At about 1, her phone is ringing. She picks it up. Unknown caller. She never answers these. I never answer these calls. But something was telling her that She had to answer this. Oof. So she hits the green button, puts it to her ear, says hello. And She said, what I heard, I still don't know how it happened. I have the chills and I just need to get this out. I just got the chills. When Stella answers the phone, she said on the other side it was her five-year-old son. And he's crying. He said he was taking a, a nap when he woke up. Dad was gone. She said, well, he works in the garage a lot. I don't want you leaving the house. I think it was like a one of those like separated garages. She works about a five-minute drive from home. So she said, I'll just come home real quick. Uh, let's, let's stay on the line. So she gets in her car. She starts driving home. And she's talking to him just... Small talk, you know, how's your day so far? Like, what did you do this morning? What did you have for breakfast? And he's his voice is trembling. So she's trying to hurry and get home. Uh, he doesn't say too much. They're all kind of short answers. Uh, but she hears him on the other end, you know, breathing or I don't know, walking throughout the house and whatnot. So, he, so he's still there with her. She's like, if he can just hold on for a little, just another minute longer i'm gonna be there in a little bit she says this is where it gets freaky this is (laughs) where it gets freaky she says i enter the end of my block i pull into the driveway my husband's car is still there front door is shut my neighbor is getting groceries from his car i say a quick greeting and I head inside Close the door behind me and I turn the corner to where my son said he was and he was there with his father and father is playing games on his phone and as she's looking at the both of them she hears a click and the phone disconnects and she doesn't know what to do because it's not lining up. She's trying to make sense of this. She asks her son, did you call mommy? Say you couldn't find daddy? And he says no. She says she believes him because she knows him well enough that he's not good enough to l- lie that well you know, to her. So she 100% believes him. She... Gets her husband. They talk for a little bit. She says, did you leave him? Like, what happened this morning? He said, no, we've just been hanging out inside here all day. The only time I left, he, I was out of his sight is when I made some food and brought it back, and we both had breakfast, and that was it. And she was like, did he take a nap or anything? And he says, no, we've been watching TV, playing games this whole time. So... She says, maybe it was a scammer, somebody who, she says, maybe it was a scammer, but I don't know how somebody could mimic his voice so perfectly. I know my son's voice. I know what his cries sound like. I know the way he, he talks, his cadence. It was all familiar. But at the end, she says, there's no doubt in my mind that it was him. She says, I don't know why I answered it. Just felt like I needed to. It was like an overwhelming feeling when she saw the call. Yeah, she always ignores it, but but this one felt different. But that was the most unexplainable event that happened while they were living in that house. And I imagine all the small things probably built up to that. But I don't know exactly how the history of the house could have made that happen. Or like if that was connected, you know, to what happened. But yeah, since then, they haven't had any incident um, that was negative or unexplainable. And like I said, since they've moved out, they, their conscience has felt lighter and they've felt better um, about their surroundings and where they currently live. But that
1: was Stella. Well, that's, that's creepy because there's no explanation. Nothing, like nothing I that can't, makes sense. I can't think of anything mm-hmm. except for demons. <laughs> I mean, possibly mimicking demons.
0: I'm That's one straight up paranormal, in my in my opinion.
1: Like I don't, I don't know if there's any other explanation.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I lied to you guys. There's more to this story, oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude. So many twists and turns this episode.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is the part that I didn't take many notes on, but. Uh, So after this happened, she's on edge. Understandably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Justifiably. Yeah. Yep. One detail that I decided to wait for about the house until now was that while she was in the museum, she learned that the room that her son is in, her son's room, is where they laid the dead prisoners before being buried. So, like I said, after that incident happened with the phone, she's on edge. She later says, there's something in my house. It started with my son, who says that he saw a man in his room. Her son thought it was his dad at first, but then the son blinks and the man is no longer in the room. He just disappears, vanishes into thin air. So... He comes into their room crying, so they let him sleep with them in their bed. And that same night, after they're back sleeping, she said she woke up because she felt sick to her stomach. So she stands up to go to the bathroom to get a quick drink of water and maybe wash her face. And that's when she notices that at the door... There's a very tall man standing in the doorframe. So she freaks out, wakes her husband up. She thought it was somebody who broke in. Uh, they do have a dog. who's on the floor growling. Her husband grabs his gun. She grabs her son. They hide in the closet, and she calls the police. Uh, the husband goes down the hall. It doesn't explore much further. Comes right back, closes the door, locks it, and waits at the door with the gun. Five minutes later or so, police arrive. Uh, He meets them at the front door, lets them in. They do a search throughout the house. They ask them some questions, but they find nothing. So she said, uh, nothing is missing. Nobody took anything. It's a two-bedroom house. Windows don't open. Uh, there's only two ways in and out. Both were locked and bolted when the police came. So she said, I think something was following my son while we were there. But since we've been out, things have been better. In fact, nothing has happened since. So, so they moved away. Yeah, Smart. they did. Uh, this happened last year.
1: Ooh. Wow, that's Recent, yeah, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I feel like you would have. To, hmm. I can imagine moving out and trying to sell it. You would like go through so much guilt.
1: Nah, dude. Because <laughs> you
0: have to like, in a way, like hide what's been going on, trick some no, sucker to move in. Don't
2: they were doing rent to, uh to own. Oh, right? uh, so they just so don't they're don't like do the backed rent. out of their okay. their lease or
1: whatever contract, hmm. Hmm. but. I like how in a lot of her stories tonight, though, like the people just decided they wanted out and moved <laughs> or proclaimed bankruptcy and GTFO'd. Yeah, it's time to move. <laughs> it's like they're making the right decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: She did say that she considered contacting like a priest or something to come and visit the house. and I, I feel know. like that makes it worse sometimes, dude. Yeah, but she never got to that. And they just left instead, so. hmm, Nice. Good thing it didn't follow him. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, there's no no further development. That was last year. (laughs) Yeah, but the phone call was my favorite part. That's so creepy, dude. (sighs) Yeah. Imagine talking to your son and watching him not
0: not talking talking to you. And then right when you realize that, click.
1: What if it was like some sort of like astral planing connection with the other world? Or... Possibly in the future. Or time. I was gonna say, what if it's like a glitch? Like,
0: something? what it kind of made me think of is like it's warning of something that could come. Yeah, when something happens to Dad. Yeah, and the boy is separated.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Dude, that's just creepy. It's just creepy because 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 we don't know, <laughs> and I don't like not knowing. <laughs> Gosh darn it! <laughs> Gee dang it! But
2: that's me tonight.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: That was a good one. I like that a lot. Can I share a short one? Yeah. Just brought one to my mind. I wasn't going to share this, so it's not really prepared, but whatever. This happened back in the 90s, early 2000s. Phones, landlines, the hottest thing. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's back when you would be on your phone for three or four hours (laughs) talking to the girls or boys at school, right? yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so this kid, his older sister, he said, was kind of a brat and whined until her parents bought her her own landline in her room.
1: <laughs> it's still connected to the other landlines, though.
0: I think this one was a separate line <laughs> that they would pay credit for so that she had her own thing. But once that credit
2: ran out,
1: it was, was like, out. you're
2: done. For the month or
1: yeah. something. Yeah. Dang.
2: She's stoked. Dude, I used to go to... <laughs> Uh, my parents wouldn't let me date in high school but I did <laughs> and my little brother listens to this so dude I'm sorry
3: <laughs>
2: uh, for my bad example but I remember talking to my girlfriend on my cell phone and then my parents found like they printed out online <laughs> the logs of all my calls and they were all like from 11 at night till 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning every day <laughs> So they took away my That's phone. $400. <laughs> so they took away my phone, but I still wanted to talk to my girlfriend. So I would go to such great lengths to talk to her. And I had a system of where I would, uh, because it's the, we had like three phones in the house, landlines, and you can listen in, right? So every night my system was, I took all the phones in the house, brought it to my room, and... If they press intercom, it wouldn't work. You know, like to find the phone, it would like you could press the button and it would start ringing. Yeah, I would take out the batteries (laughs) of all the phones and hide them under my pillow or something, and just keep one on, which is the one I would use to call my girlfriend. And then by morning, I would put all the batteries back in, like put them in weird places throughout the house, like the
3: couch or (laughs) whatnot.
2: They're like, oh, it was under here the whole time. All oh, along. <laughs> <laughs> your parents probably thought your house was haunted, dude. <laughs> me finding the phone too. I was like, man, what <laughs> who put this? <laughs> who did this?
0: <laughs> and then you pissed on their floor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did this. You you made me hide this phone.
0: <laughs> so to avoid all that, these parents just bought their daughter a phone. <laughs> And she's stoked. Classic, just like you, every night staying up talking to Stacy and Tiffany and did you see Bobby's new jeans and blah, 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 right?
2: (laughs) Sure, 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 sure.
0: And so one night, everyone in the house hears her scream and she comes running out of her room and they're like, what's up? And all she can kind of say is, someone just called me and they were just saying weird things. And the parents probably said something like, Well, if you can't handle a phone, then you're probably not old enough to have one.
2: (laughs) Parents are like, what were you wearing? (laughs) What did you do?
0: (laughs) And this happens over and over. And the parents are trying to take away the phone. So she starts hiding it. And she confides in her little brother. And she says, someone keeps calling her every night around 2 or 3 a.m. And telling her things like things they shouldn't know. Where she is, what she's doing, what she did that day, and it's really starting to get to her. And he's probably like, "Then why don't you tell mom and dad?" No, why don't I, ca- you I can't. Unplug the phone. I can't. They'll take my phone away. You know. So she's in this predicament. Until one day, the whole family sees the phone in a box down by the door. She's done. She's had enough. So they all think, "Oh, she's come to her senses, right?" A couple months later, brother asks her what made you finally give up the phone? Like, why don't you just unplug it? And she says, I did. And the call still kept coming at like 2 (laughs) a.m.
2: That's a classic horror movie.
1: When a stranger calls, bro. Mm
0: -hmm. So according to her, she unplugged the phone, and he called, still called.
1: Well, that's a no. So she yeeted
0: that phone
1: (laughs) out her life. She doesn't need to talk to Stacy and...
0: Where did you,
2: you get this story? I think like Goosebumps
0: or on, something. Online. <laughs> yeah, I was going
1: to say, dude, this sounds like a Goosebumps book. Um, I
0: don't know, bro. I just read it.
1: Dude, I heard that was a real story, bro. <laughs> bro, it happened to me.
0: Okay? I'm the sister. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> it's been a fun night. We'll end on that low note. <laughs> i just snorted um thank you so much we appreciate it seriously listeners you out there all the old listeners all the new listeners i think we are we're getting new listeners like every day every day we're getting more messages of people being like hey i just found your podcast and i like it
2: and it's really encouraging so we appreciate it welcome new people thank you thank you so much we don't even know why one person listens (laughs) let alone Twenty-three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, it means a lot to us. Thank you so much. We're just a bunch of friends who like hanging out, having a good time telling stories.
0: And now you're one of our friends. Yep. yep.
2: So uh until next time, we love you. Be safe.
0: What the <laughs> trust <Bye>. your butt. <laughs> Watch your bust snatch. <laughs> oh god. And uh be careful out <laughs>
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
0: But can one of you guys give me a ride home?
1: I got dropped off. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a ride home. Yeah, up. I can. <laughs> quick oh life. you got it? Yeah, are you going south
0: though? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> quick life update. Uh I lost my car.
1: <laughs> it broke down. You lost your car.
0: Well, they it's freaking were like gone, bro. there's three options. Did I tell you guys this already? Mm-hmm. One's six hundred dollars. One's $3,000 and the only way that's guaranteed to fix it is $5,000 and I was like well <laughs> thanks for your service <laughs> so yeah anyway give me right home okay Okay. bye love you be safe uh, trust your gut and watch your back <laughs> he already said it
2: <laughs> oh did you just say that still be careful <laughs> out oh, there be, be careful out there <laughs>
1: submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious
3: and excited to hear from you.
1: Do not go any further. Turn around. Go home.
2: From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.